This episode of Actors with Issues is brought to you by Audible. For a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook, visit audibletrial.com actors. Welcome back to another episode of Actors with Issues. I am your host, Juan Ayala. This week, television, film, and commercial actor Robbie Dima talks with us about his early love of performing, his slight career switch from professional equestrian to actor, and his experiences working in the Netflix film The After Party. Now, Robbie and I met in late 2016, I think, while working as extras on the CBS show Madam Secretary, and it has been so cool to see all of his successes and to see him rising the ranks as a professional actor. He's done commercials for major brands like Johnny Walker and Applebee's, and now working in Netflix projects and network TV shows. He's such a cool guy, and I'm thrilled to have gotten the chance to catch up with him and chat. So please enjoy this conversation with Robbie Dima. So, Robbie, for you, when was the that moment in life where you were sort of like bitten by the acting bug? Was it early on or was it a bit later for you? Oh, let's see. Uh, if we're going back a little bit, um, <laughs> I really, you know, I, I saw a production of The Wizard of Oz. I was still in elementary school and uh, I remember just watching, just being so captivated by it. I mean, just, I mean, every musical theater element between the lights and the dancing, the singing. But I think it was just like the standing ovation that was given to these actors afterwards and then I just kind of just hit me I'm like I want to do that and I, I actually remember do you, uh, we're going back but do you in elementary school did you read or talk about Aesop's fables does that remain oh yeah. yeah 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 sure. so I remember like I think it was in first or second grade it was something it was like uh it's called like the golden goose or something like that and I mm-hmm. think uh I I actually I, I don't think I do briefly remember doing that and actually having to perform it for um, the grade, the, the entire you know, second grade or first or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember just having so much fun with it and actually got, you know, uh, you know, some, some good feedback from, from other students and teachers like, Oh, like that was fun. And it was great to watch you. And I'm like, you know what, that, yeah, maybe I, I want to try to pursue this. And then throughout elementary school, they did some plays and um, I kind of, was dabbling in it, you know, kind of much like a Troy Bolton growing up, uh, especially middle, <laughs> especially once we hit middle school, I played a lot of baseball, uh, mm-hmm. really started to, uh, I'm a little bit more um, connected with musical theater, you know, so I was, did, did yeah, mi- middle school and high school. Um, it was, you know, it was had a lot of baseball. And, you know, once I started to uh you know become got got close to junior senior year i started having having to realize all right what's going to start taking precedence in my life baseball started you know phasing out and simultaneously i had always grown up at uh belmont park on the back stretch of belmont park so horse racing uh-huh. and acting were two things that i i always had in mind um so from a young age i knew i was going to pursue one or the other i just yeah nowhere in my mind did I was I actually convinced that it was going to be acting yeah yeah so you uh, ended up going to to um University of Arizona and then at one point during that time your time because you had originally gone um to to study you know to to be a professional horse racer correct yeah that's correct so uh the University of Arizona in Tucson they have a very prestigious program uh called the racetrack industry program and mm-hmm. trainers such as Bob Bafford, who just won the Triple Crown, actually two years within like a five-year span, 
he graduated from there. The best of like a lot of racing professionals came from there. So I kind of went out there with those hopes and dreams. And um, ironically enough, I actually became the school mascot. I was the uh, Arizona Wilbur the Wildcat. And I was traveling to March Madness. I was uh, I actually I was a student athlete. I, was, I had a personal trainer. Um, it was I was sponsored by Nike. And through that, I was doing print ads. I was doing local commercials. Um, so I was starting to be exposed to more of the film and TV aspect of it. And that's mm. when I started. It was kind of poking at me for a few years. I, It's hard. You know, the racetrack you know, industry in general is hard. I mean, it's seven days a week. There's no vacations. It's a lifestyle. You're up. It's, yeah four o'clock every morning. So with that also nabbing at me and being exposed to the different uh, acting abilities, if you want to call them, or or chances, opportunities Mm -hmm. being thrown at me, that's when I was like, you know what, I think maybe it's time for a major switch. And it was Mm -hmm. spring semester of junior year. I'm like, I'm going to, I didn't want to pursue the BFA program um, just because that was a required four years. I'm like, you know what, I'll do my, I can get a BA. I'll take, I took, you know, like four levels acting, four levels of acting. I was doing on camera uh, screen acting technique classes. Um, we actually have a great film and TV program. So I was doing mm-hmm. a lot of student films too. So I was getting really, really good footage um, mm-hmm. as I was getting ready to make the transition and as well as having to um, make a website and starting to brand myself in that way. So I was it was kind of a blessing in disguise before I even started to make the step into the real world. I was, I had kind of set up a foundation of myself in those few short years. Yeah. I, that's super important that leave college with more than just the degree. And um, it's fairly common that, you know, kids will come out of school with their BFA and be like, all right, I'm ready for an agent. It's like, well, there, hang on. You've <laughs> yeah. like, you, you got a great handle on, um, early on, like you had a solid reel, you had your, your branding down, um, you know, social media and online marketing, all that stuff. Like that's just as crucial as training as, you know, is, is knowing how to properly market yourself and, and how to approach the industry as a business and not just the craft. And it very much is all about balance. And um, did you, what was something that you know now that you wish that you knew at that time, like when you were like fresh out of school? You know, don't be afraid to take the risk. You know, mm. it's it's a career path. People have done it before. You know, it's it's not tackling the impossible by any means. So if you have, you know, a goal, um, execute it. You know, um, don't don't be shy. Um, you know, there's there's no right or wrong way to do this, but the only mm. way to do it is to be proactive, you know, and mm-hmm. make, and, you know, create your own content, um, you know, and, and, and knowing, you know, I, I learned this along the way too, like a good morning and a handshake go so far. Well, I don't know so much about the handshake nowadays, but, um, <laughs> but saying good morning, you know, it really, you know, it, people want to hear that it's professional. They get a sense of your personality um, and people are going to want to work with you. So, and you're always replaceable. I guess the, I guess yeah. those two golden rules, you know, you know, be nice and you know, 
you know, got to stay committed, you know, and if yeah. you won't do it, somebody else will. Yeah, for sure. You know, to definitely setting sort of ego aside and remembering that everyone is there for the job and you have to be professional and not treat people like, um, like they're not human beings. Uh, I feel like I've seen that, you know, from our days working as, uh, as background and whatnot, um, you can often see some of the leads of, of particular shows. I won't name names mm-hmm. uh, as much as I want to <laughs> spill the tea. Right? <laughs> as much as I want to spill the tea. Um, but, you know, it's, I mean, it's a uh, few of them are actors we haven't really seen in, in quite a bit, um, possibly due to that behavior. Um, but, you know, you just, you see a lot and you sort of seeing it happen to people and from people that you may have looked up to at some point, or at least admired them for for their work you think like, oh, well, I don't ever want to become like that. So it's it's very eye-opening. Um, I feel like actors very rarely put other actors on a pedestal anymore because it's like, oh, they're all human beings. When I walk onto set, they will shake your hand, or hopefully, you know, or and, and you know, greet you and, and welcome you to the set, um, especially if they're like a series regular and you're like the co-star or, or working in some other capacity. Um, just you know it's a job we're all there to work and and bring all of this vision to life and and help put it all together and i think that's um that's very important to remember for for a young actor especially like don't let your ego get on the way yeah no and i i can honestly vouch for that kind of going back you know when we you know we we were we were hungry when we first got out of college you know the first yeah and i i i still don't see really anything wrong with i think you know maybe there's nothing wrong when you when you're trying to make that transition take a background job see what it's like learn the terminology get a feel for yeah. what it's oh, like absolutely. to take a 14 hour day and yeah. you know I, when i made that transition you know from background to i did some stand in work to you know principal to i mean i i booked some stunt jobs too and you just you there's definitely a uh, a difference in how people treat you but there's been a lot of times yeah. where you know just big big names they have you know, they, they don't see it like that. You know, you are, you're working. And I, I'm going to, I, I like to tell this story because, you know, he's a great guy and a lot of people know him as one, but Hugh Jackman is, that is the overall <laughs> role model of any child that, that man is, he's a saint. He will yeah. go out of your way to learn your name. Um, he'll take the time if you're filming in, in public to, uh, you know, sign autographs and whatnot. And I remember I was I was working for uh, with him on a movie called Bad Education. I was doubling for an actor, and um, this is now like my second day on set, I believe. And you know, he came. I was in Video Village, and he actually approached me. And <laughs> I was I was, I think this is probably the only time I was actually somewhat starstruck. And he's like, "Oh, you know, yeah. hello, mate. Like, uh, I'm Hugh." And I'm like, oh, "Well." <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and, you know, that that the next day was Friday. And apparently every Friday he makes it a point to, you know, he'll be like, hey, Juan, thanks for a, a great week. And he'll give you a scratch off ticket. And I've, I've um, heard of this. Yeah. 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 And, like, you know, Robbie, thanks for thanks for a great week. And, you know, it was a losing ticket, but I, I still keep it because I definitely won. And uh, in, in, in more ways than I, I could have. But that was just that was just. You know, really special moment and it goes to show you know keep your ego aside stay level-headed uh treat others the way you want to be treated and that's just you know, carry that with you off set too you know yeah. take that home with you and 
you know, it, just being nice is so important nowadays. There's just so much mm-hmm. hatred in the world. And it costs nothing. It costs nothing, and it makes you feel good, too. Yeah. Like, doesn't being mean... <laughs> It takes more effort <laughs> to to actually be it. mean or rude. It takes so much effort. And to be nice and just say, like, good morning and, like, acknowledge everyone on the set. Like, I've worked in a few sets, um, you know, when, when I was still doing background work or as a principal. Um, you know, the the star of the show, come on and say, like, morning, everyone, and sort of acknowledge everyone in the room. And, and you know, or at the end of the night when the director's like, that's wrap, you know, they'll thank everyone. And, and you know, we get it. They want to get the heck out of there because were you know up in in the makeup trailer hours before we even started shooting um you know they very much had or you know also going along with with some of the crew that doesn't really get the turnarounds like some of the makeup artists they have to be there before the star gets there to do their makeup so they're there even earlier and um you know a lot of um a lot of people on set unfortunately it can feel very much like a thankless job and i just think it's really important for anyone to just acknowledge everyone thank them for 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 what they did um and a lot of times like your pas are sometimes like the lowest paid people on a set um and they end up doing the most work and get yelled at the most unfortunately (laughs) and i always go out of my way to like try and be nice you know and 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 you know stay in touch with people and stuff like that um well also you got to remember too they're not wanting to pursue a field in you know, being a production assistant, some of these guys, right. they write, they direct, they act yeah. too. So people are always writing stuff and, you know, brainstorming. So put them on your team. Right. You know, don't be. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always um like to encourage, especially when they're moving to a new city where they don't know anyone, um, build your village, build your little, your little tribe of people, um, that you will stay close to, that you enjoy being with, that you can go to vent to about a bad audition and they can come to you for the same thing. You can celebrate your victories together. Um, so because you're a, sort of a lifelong New Yorker, did you, when you started, or when you came back to New York, rather, because you were in Arizona, did you have anyone already sort of also pursuing um, acting in the city that you could sort of rely on to be your little village or, or was it sort of like starting fresh because you were away for a bit? Interesting enough. I did not. And, Mm. um, after college, I was convinced like straight to LA because a lot of the people, uh, I was, you know, going to school with and whatnot. Like that was, that's like us going like out of state. Like for me in New York is like, you know, Jersey, Connecticut, you know, that's so Arizona, they were getting a lot of California kids, um, you know, Washington, Oregon. So I was, I actually built like a big LA market and, you know, my dad was kind of just, well, both my parents were like, listen, let's be realistic. Come back home just, just for a little bit, you know, get on your feet and mm. see how, how it goes. Cause there's a lot of opportunity in New York. It's, it's true. There's a lot of opportunities in New York that you can't necessarily get in LA. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? Fine. You know what? I breathe a little bit, you know, let, let's see how it works. And um, actually my first audition was a Johnny Walker blue label commercial. And mm-hmm. um, I, you know, it, I fit the character description and I submitted to it. It said, you know, must be able to learn or speak Chinese. And I'm actually, I'm, I remember seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> so you already know the, how this story ends. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I, I could speak Spanish really well. I mean, all I really got to do is learn how to say, you know, write it out, sound it out. You know, I, 
challenge accepted. So I do it. And, um, long story short, I book it. Um, so I, I booked my first audition. Um, so I, I went in to this industry with a lot of confidence, you know, I wouldn't, you know, there's a difference between cockiness and confidence and there's a fine, fine line. And so a lot of people need to learn that too. So another tip to the beginners too: know, know which line you stand on because it, you know, that can make a break if, you know, people want to work with you. So, you know, that was, um, once I booked that, you know, you meet people, you, you start talking, I was talking to, uh, you know, my, my, uh, my fellow actors on, on set. And then, you know, how do you find your work and whatnot? So then I started learning about, um, you know, I, I had actually booked that on casting networks. I found out about casting networks before actors access. So then I started yeah, me getting too. my same. Yeah, it's funny. And yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, I booked most of my commercial work on actors access, uh, casting networks. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, started dabbling into uh, actors access a little bit more. But uh, again, what you said, you know, well, oh, I graduated college. I'm ready for an agent. You're not. You got to build your room. You got to get legit credits. Um, making yeah. sure your websites and uh, even your profiles are filled out to a T. I and mean, it's such an, a specific algorithm that um, yeah. you know, you, you, this is their first, you know, your first chance. Every every submission is a is another impression that you're leaving on somebody because they'll they'll remember you, you know, for better or worse. Even if they they book you and out or they call you back, they're always casting for their next job. If you're like me and you listen to a lot of podcasts, you'd probably love listening to audiobooks. And the best place for that is Audible, the leading provider of audiobooks and spoken word entertainment. Titles range from popular literature, fiction and biographies to health, wellness, and everything in between. For a free 30-day trial, visit audibletrial.com actors for a free audiobook. Once you become a member, you get one credit for an audiobook each month, as well as two free exclusive Audible originals. I highly recommend that all of my actors and artists listening check out the audiobook for The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide, written and narrated by Jenna Fisher, best known for playing Pam on The Office. Jenna gives an in-depth look in her career from fresh-faced Hollywood newcomer to struggling actor to the star of a hit network television show. She also has a ton of survival advice and guidance for actors tackling this crazy industry. You can check out Jenna's book and tons more by signing up for a free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash actors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In terms of uh, like TV and film work, uh, what was the first booking you had in New York? And um, just to follow up on that after, uh, what was your like favorite experience uh, so far? Sure, sure, sure. Um, so much like you, uh, I think, I believe you had uh, mentioned too, I started off in the mm-hmm. theater world. Um, I just came off a uh, an off-Broadway production of Mark Crowley's The Boys mm-hmm. in the Band. Um, so again, hungry to kind of, uh, dive into the film and TV world, uh, booked a bunch of commercials. My first principal job was uh, the after party. Netflix is the mm. after party. Um, so a movie, it's basically a long episode of Entourage. Everybody plays themselves, a bunch of 
uh, hip hop artists um, about um, a rapper named Kyle, Super Duper Kyle. A lot of people know him as. He's got a bunch of uh, great music. Um, he's trying to sign a record label before he shifts off to college mm. the next day. So um, I had actually booked that. Um, that's a that's a funny story and and could be really encouraging to other people. Um, much like many people, maybe, maybe even listening right now, um, I started off. Uh, in the background world, uh, started standing in uh, at some point, and this was one of my standing jobs. I was standing in for the number two, and from the first day, this was my first kind of long-term job, and it was a 30-day shoot. Uh, the director was like, hey, let's do a full – well, actually, it was the AD. First AD said, uh, let's do a full second team rehearsal, and I'm like, uh, so, okay, so they want to do lines. And so that's, it was one of those productions. They were, they were having us run the scene fully yeah. and, uh, we, we were off book every day and I was, <laughs> it was probably halfway through the show. I think it was day 18. We were doing a scene and I kind of forgot the lines and I kind of just like ad-libbed the scene and they call cut and I heard all of video village just absolutely <laughs> I'm like, what did what 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 did I do? Oh no, I'm I'm fired. I'm fired. What did I do? Um, then it was it was the end of that day, and the director Ian Edelman, um, he came up to me and was like, uh, so Robbie, uh, did you get a haircut? Like, I'm like, what? Like, what? Why? I mean, yeah, I did, but like, why? What? What? Am I in trouble? What? What? Are, what? Are, what's going yeah. on here? Um. He's like, no, yeah, no, no, it looks good. Um, so listen, we got a, we got a little, you know, change in our schedule, and you know, uh, an actor uh, suddenly become not available, and we got a, we got a little something for you if, you, if we'd love to have you in this film. Um, I'm like, no, that I was, I was kind of speechless. I'm like, no, wow, okay, yeah, I mean, you, of course, I would, I would be honored to. Um, so that was, you know, it was a rare occasion that that happened, but you know, extremely fortunate. Um, to to be given that opportunity um so again there's no right or wrong way to tackle this industry um it was a right place right time um you know uh, it's but i was yeah that was that was my first big credit right after that i did a um a show on id discovery called the perfect murder mm -hmm. that was my first tv co-star and then from there, my first network co-star was actually um, ABC's Emergence mm -hmm. with Allison Tolman. Um, that was that was that was a really great experience because that was my first time really going to a table read, and you know it was the whole shebang, a fitting. Um, yeah, that was all, actually also my first self tape that I booked. Oh, to. really? Straight yes. from tape. Straight nice. from tape. Yep. 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 Yeah, it's um, um, it's encouraging to hear. You know, it's a lot of people treat, especially from having done background work. I did it for about a year and a half before I was like, "All right, let's let's back off of this for a bit." <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, just because you know, you think like, "Okay, I've gotten enough. I've I've met people. You've you've seen how things work. It's time to start auditioning or in submitting and not getting up at four in the morning and commuting into the city because <laughs> yeah. that was exhausting." Well, well, I think. That I think that, yeah, no, I agree. I think maybe that should be a little, you know, topic of discussion too, because, you know, again, we're young, we need, we need money. We need to go afford that rent. And if, the, if acting is truly something that you want to pursue, I think, 
you know, it's okay to do it for a little bit, you know, get earn your first couple of paychecks. But once you start, you know, actually booking the work, there needs to be a point where you say, okay, I, I can't do this yeah. anymore, especially because a lot of productions, they say, oh, you know, you did background on this, whether you were pedestrian or you were featured, they, they'll know, and they don't want to have you back. So then you're put yourself between a rock and a hard yeah. place. So, you know, you got to know when to, to flip that switch. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's interesting to hear that it's, um, we hear that from so many different aspects as well. Like, you know, once people get, you know, a handful of co-stars and they're like, okay, let's have my agent not submit me for co-stars anymore. Let's start tackling guest stars and sort of moving up the rungs of the ladder. Um, and it absolutely works like that with, with background work too. There definitely comes a time that you don't want to only do background work and you want to be one of those people who gets um, the better pay and the breaks and the experience and, and, you know, you can't put background work on a reel. Um, it shouldn't go on a resume. Um, some people no, no, do no, 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 to fill it no, in, no. Uh, but I'd rather see an empty resume than one chock full of pedestrians and waiter and all that stuff. Um, you know, but I think this is a really interesting point that, you know, we, especially before you have reps, there definitely has to be a place where you as a, um, as an actor have to make that decision for yourself. Um, you know, you have to be your own agent and manager before you actually get one. And um, I think that's, that's super important. Um, for young actors especially because sometimes we get sort of caught up in the world of background like oh i'm on a set i'm working i'm acting it's like well, yes and it's I'm- oh it was the best <laughs> I, it was the low-key it, it was great mm-hmm. you know you eat you know three times a day if not six because you're always picking you I mean there's there are there are a handful of pros when it comes to you know saving money and making money yeah. too but you know as far as bettering your career don't expect to have something similar to like you know what happened to me on the after party, you know, happening. And you have to, you have to know, you, have, you need to walk through those doors of holding and know that, Hey, you know, there's a good chance I will not be upgraded. You know, don't, but also, you know, you could also expect the unexpected because wacky yeah. stuff happens on set. It's one of those things like be ready like, for it to happen, but don't expect for it because it's, yeah. it's really like one in a thousand if not even slimmer chances that someone will get bumped up that day. That only happens when they add a line last minute and they obviously don't have time to hold auditions and book someone. So they just say, all right, background, who's SAG? All right, you look great. Can you say this line for me real quick? You sound great. Okay, we're going to bump you up to co-star for today. (laughs) You know, it's it's such a rarity. I think it's happened. I've lost kind of how many background gigs I've done over the years. But um, I think I've only witnessed it once out of possibly yeah, hundreds of times. It. And it was because of that. They said, hey, it doesn't make sense that this character is just coming in and knows exactly where to go. So can we have him ask one of like these staff members? And you know, they're like, all right, which of the staff background staff is playing is, uh, is SAG? Because that's also a whole thing. You have to get cleared. And once you're SAG, you're, it's assumed that you're, you know, you're up to date on your payments and all that stuff. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. People hear stories of people getting bumped up and they think like, Oh, that can happen to me. It's like, well, it can, but don't hold your breath on it because it is such a rarity, but definitely be prepared for it to happen. Be in a positive mindset, be ready to be professional to, you know, you know, word travels around sets fast. If there's a, a, a background actor that's giving a PA a hard time, it does go up to the ADs and all that stuff. So they'll be like, Oh, I remember you, sir. You are not polite so we're not gonna even you have no idea how small this industry yeah. gets and so quick yeah yeah 
in every aspect. I mean, I mean, even, I mean, you don't even have to just be on the talent side of it. It's just, you know, it could even be the crew. It's like, oh, you know, that person's really great to work with. You're going to love that. Or, oh, I remember, you know, I remember that person gave me literal hell on set that day. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's also, it's, you know, it's part of growing up. You're going to have to deal with people that you sometimes don't necessarily like, yeah. or not, but it's, you know, you got to be adults. You got to be, put those big, those big uh, people pants on. <laughs> but also in speaking of, you know, going SAG mm-hmm. and, and know what you're entitled to, you know, so if that does happen to you, um, know how to handle the situation. You know, you wait till the end of the day, you know, have a conversation with maybe the line producer. You don't, it's you know, on set on the day uh, in the middle of the scene is not the right. time to be asking for your contract in hand. You know, there's, you know, you gotta be professional. Yeah, for sure. And um, you know, like we said, like we were saying earlier, um, they went to film school and like you said, they're writers. So it's, you know, just treat everyone with respect. I feel like it, it should be common sense, but it's just, so overlooked so frequently that people are like they're just a pa like what it's like well you're just the background actor like how about if they treated you the same way because that would suck right you know it's just it's just it's a very messy world um and i've met some of my best friends from from background gigs my best friend um alec who i'm actually moving in with soon um we met working as background actors on the punisher and, um, you know, we exchanged his Instagram and then we ended up at a workshop together and, um, you know, stayed in touch after that. And fast forward like two years, we're going to be roommates and, you know, we're That's helping cool. each other out constantly. He's like, hey, I've got a self-tape. Can you be my e-reader? Like, absolutely, dude. Like, you know, just like I said, you know, very much building that little tribe or village because me coming from Connecticut, I didn't know anybody in, in the city. I knew like one or two actors who I hadn't talked to in years who have gone the theater route. One of them is, um, he was one of the standbys for Genie in Aladdin, um, on Broadway, but it's like, I hadn't seen him since high school. So it's literally been almost 10 years. Um, you know, cause we did, we did shows together in high school and he's one of the very small handful that like went all in with, um, with performing a lot of people I know still did the shows in their college, but they didn't pursue it professionally. Um, have you found that that I just think it's interesting with with um, you know the guests that I have that started in high school? Are you surprised that certain people didn't pursue it professionally? So funny you say this. <laughs> um, so actually, uh, one one buddy who I actually still keep in touch with every now and then, um, Reed, he was the left food to my guest on when okay. I was when I was guest on. Yeah. So he, he's a riot. His name is Adam Isagalian. Shout out Adam. I'm the time to listen. Um, he was actually, he finished in the top 16. Actually, actually, I think he was voted off going. He either made the top 16 or was, or was the last one to go um, on American Idol. No it was the year that Nick Frediani won. Um, so not, I mean, it wasn't too long ago. He, um, you know, he, he dabbled it in it here and there. He actually went to school for toy design and, um, you know, we were catching up recently and he's now in a band. He did some voiceover work, I believe for Pokemon pretty recently. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's actually doing really well, but he kind of stepped away. He, he dabbles in it here and there, but I don't think he ever really fully pursued it. Another one being uh, Justine Ray. And that might be a name that some people are familiar with too, because we always, she was super, super talented, true triple threat. And, 
little did we know she was she wanted to go into um broadcasting to be a news anchor okay so now she is she is you'll see her on uh news 12 uh she is i think she has westchester now and you know a little bit of manhattan but you know i'll be i I was in my house kitchen apartment i would put on news 12 spectrum news and she would she would pop up all the time like wow i went to high school (laughs) with her but yeah, yeah, she and she she's great. She's I thought she was a triple threat on the stage. It's incredible what she's doing yeah. now, and you know, in the comfort of all of our homes. So another <laughs> shout out to Justine Ryan. That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, to my knowledge, I'm like I think the only one from my entire graduating class that pursued acting as a major and as a career. A lot of other people, you know, went into education, into finance, and stuff like that. They just did it because they had the talent for it and they loved doing it. So they did it, you know, as long as they could until, you know, they then have to get the full-time job. But it's funny because like in high school, I was never, I was, first of all, I was a pretty shy kid. So I, um, I moved to a new town for high school. So I didn't know anyone except for my sister and two of my cousins. And I didn't do a, a show, um, like a, a theater production in high school until my senior year. Um, prior to that, I'd done all the choirs and stuff and like went, you know, tried out for solos and stuff. Um, but then the, the, the kids that were getting the leads and would get like, you know, nominations for like the state musical theater awards, um, for high schoolers, you know, they end up going to school for, or, or, you know, working in, in finance. And I'm like, man, you could have, you could have like totally killed it. I totally could have seen some of them on Broadway, but it's, you know, people make their decisions because, um, you know, for for whatever reason, well, that's it. their thing. But it's just, um, it's just it's surprising to see. It's like me, someone that had like the smallest role someone could have in the musical that's not ensemble. Not to say the ensemble small. We've all we've all been there. Um, but you know, it's Very just important hell. Ensemble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are the glue <laughs> that holds everyone together. Without yeah. the ensemble, it would be a very awkward, empty stage. Um, well, it's 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 also funny that you you say that because. Um, Another point too, you know, I think a big factor, you know, going into, you know, this industry is the, is the unknown. I mean, we have no clue what tomorrow brings as an actor. And I think a lot of those people, they almost face reality. Like, yeah, you know, I I have something, but you know, they want to go with the safer route or it might be their family. You know, I have incredibly supportive Mm -hmm. parents that are like, you know, you got to do what what makes you happy. And um, which I am, you know, I'm pursuing what I am, but a lot of people, they, you know, they they want to take the uh, nine to five. I mean, no, absolutely nothing wrong with it. But uh, you know, we're, we're a certain breed. I think mm. I think all actors are strong in in one one way or another. We're you know very, and, and it also and it's funny because you know, we talk about people that we don't necessarily see pursuing it or vice versa. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people that you're like, yeah, hey, you you know you're not he wasn't really too strong in in high school, and then all of a sudden. They go to a really big liberal arts, uh, a really big art school, and um, you know, they, and they book something yeah. right away. They book like a national tour, something. And so it's also it's also great to see and hear those success stories too. How people, you know, become stronger yeah. as they mature. Um. So just quickly speaking of your family, your your brother is also an actor. Um. Do you, was that something that you figured he would also? was was passionate about early on like you were or did that sort of come a little bit later yeah so tyler i think from when we could like remember was always singing he, him too like he loved the wizard yeah. of Oz. he 
absolutely loved the Wizard of Oz. And but he was the kind of kid throughout elementary school, middle school, high school. That kid would lock himself in his room and he would teach himself an entire routine. <laughs> like I'm talking about like one from from a chorus line and just absolutely just yeah. nail it. So Tyler was Tyler was was doing at a young age. Um and it paid off from he went to he graduated with a BFA in musical theater from Elon University, North Carolina. He just finished up the national tour of a Bronx tale ended a few months early, unfortunately mm. due to COVID. But, um, you know, it's, he, he really, he had a dream at a young age and he wanted to pursue nothing yeah. but that dream. And so another, another big shout yeah. out to him. And that's definitely the, the level of commitment and discipline because you, you can't half-ass in this industry, you know, especially at our levels. If you have like, you're, you can't, I think, there's an actor in Atlanta who I know through the grapevine, um, Alex Collins. He said, you can't expect full-time results from part-time effort. You know? And it's like, you like, I don't know. I feel like there are people that I know that sort of do the minimum, the absolute minimum and expect like, why am I not booking? Why don't I have an agent yet? And it's like, there is a long process between here and even getting a meeting with the rep there's so much you have to do they want to know that you've got your shit down and that you know everything that you're supposed to do so that if you get an audition tomorrow for a a guest star or something and it's an eight page and you've got less than 24 hours they want to know that you've got this like solid routine and technique down to get all of that as best as you can and not just like in terms of memorizing but making your choices and 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 you know everything that we're taught with on camera acting and with scene study and all that stuff. It's just people tend to think that because I want it so bad, that's enough. It's like, well, gosh, if it was that easy where <laughs> we would be light years ahead of where we were, but it's so much more than that. So many factors that go in, into this industry and, and this particular career path. Well, I think that's why it's so competitive at the same time. I think it's, also like you know it's Mm -hmm. a title to say you are an actor and a lot of people and i'm going to snowball on on a few different paths but when i you know Mm -hmm. say what i'm saying these guys got these casting directors and even agents they got to weave through a lot of bs a lot of submissions there's a lot of people that say that they want to be an actor but again they don't they don't have that ability to you know can you pick up this script can you be off book in five minutes can you do you have the correct eye lines can you hit your marks um what is your type so many times I will ask people, what is your yeah. type? Like, what, what is A that? A good listener, mean? someone who likes what? going for walks on the beat. Like, I'm no, not... that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, right? It's like, no. Or no, the no, other no. spectrum is, so, oh, know, I can that's... play anything. Maybe in theater. Okay. Maybe in theater. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? With a wig and some, some, some funny accents. So we'll... But that was a big wake-up call for me was realizing, like, hey, you've played all these different very – like very different types of roles in theater and in plays and sort of the chameleon on stage. It's that ethnic, the ethnic ambiguity I have, but on camera, totally different world. You have to be as specific as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Back to what you were saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, but it, it's so true. And it's, you, know, you can't, and, and you know what, and on a set, you are through, like you are put in that setting, you know, there you're in a real restaurant. You're, you know, it's, it's real life. So if, if it's not natural, I mean, that camera mm-hmm. picks up every single thing. And you know, it's no secret. I mean, you act with your eyes. You know, it's not all body language and, you know, tone of voice. I mean, your eyes tell a huge 
side to the story. But um, going back, you know, when we talk about, you know, audition, having what it takes, I, I learned this the hard way and now I preach it. Like I, I, you know, it's, it's so crucial and everybody's got to remember this. The audition is your job and the job yeah. is your audition. Yeah. You know, it, it's, you know, what, what you can do on the day and how they play with you, it's, you know, it'll say true measures on yeah. really who you are as a performer, what you're capable Especially of. Especially with film and TV, because it's um, one day contracts, you know, whether it's on a TV show or film, you're only on set for one day at a time. So you're auditioning way more often than you are actually working on a set. So master the audition before you worry about not before, but you know, it's, it's all about balance. You have to be just as much a master at auditioning as you are a master at acting. It's not like with theater where when you do a show, you audition like maybe twice is like the audition, the callback, and then you're on stage for a month or however long the contract is. But with film and TV, it's definitely like, I know people who say like, I hate auditioning. I'm like, well, buckle up, buddy. Because well, you better, you, know, you better learn how to like you're it. You're an actor. It's a pretend to like job. It. <laughs> it is a full-time job. Yeah. And it's, and so not only is, is auditioning a full-time job, but it's also like an art in itself and a science because, you know, a lot of experimentation Yeah, doing self tapes, you know, your lighting might vary every time you do it. I mean, you're, you're deal with, you're dealt with all these different elements, you know, you, you know, sounds and whatnot. It's, it's a lot yeah. having to find a reader, you know, and it's, it's important. You got to hook them in within that first line. If yeah. they don't have it, they're just clicking next. So there's, is a lot of you know a lot on the line you know doing a a self tape especially because you know you're, it doesn't really leave you at too much room to ask questions or whatnot that's why I, I always do in fact prefer an uh, in yeah you know an in person audition but I think you know, we gotta we gotta start getting yeah. really good at these self tapes. Hey y'all, so as you know, we usually finish off the podcast with a rapid fire round of questions with our guest, and unfortunately, the majority of the audio for that segment. Uh, was overlapping so it sounds like Robbie and I are talking over each other and it was difficult to pick out his answers during the editing process um, so unfortunately we did lose a majority of that but we did catch his very last response for our uh, closing question in 10 words or less what advice would you give to a new actor so here is Robbie's response enjoy the ride you know en enjoy you know and embrace the grind true yeah truly embrace the grind you know and I'll, I'll leave they're both short so we'll, we'll put them in together embrace the grind audition is your job the job Love is it. the audition 